Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And folks, we are one week away from Roland Garros. Oh, yeah. We, we. <laughs> We we my friend we we <laughs> and guess what y'all brothers on tennis is what going to be at the French Open don't get it twisted come on Bryce right man I, look I hope they don't throw us out <laughs> I know y'all don't listen try it try and put on at least your good behavior while you're over there just a little bit please sir hope this may have a whole different meaning over there. <laughs> we don't even know. Like, wait, that ain't what it means. means like, you, yeah, that's what it means to us. Yeah, you might want to leave that, that shirt at home. Because you, <laughs> <laughs> they might put you in the jail. Be like, why are they in French jail? Because they have on the whole biscuit shirt. <laughs> no, but seriously, though, I'm super excited because it's one of the big four, right? That's right. And, um, you know, uh, actually, I always thought the French would be the fourth of the four that I would end up going to. Right. Uh, but, you know, opportunities and things go around. So, you know, uh, Isaac, we, we're going to miss you over there. But um, listeners, I'll be there along with our producer, uh, CJ. And our producer's wife, who also happens to be the first lady of uh, Brothers on Tennis. That's right. So, uh, y'all look out for her. Y'all might end up seeing um, a few things from her over there in Paris. So um, we're just going to be excited to hopefully be a different view for everyone on social media at Roland Garros and uh, excited. Absolutely, brother. And I will be living, as will all of the other listeners and viewers, we will be we will be living vicariously through you all and cannot wait. So I'm excited for you guys. And again, sorry that I cannot make it this time around. But folks, you better know next time Paris comes. Yeah. Brothers on Tennis will be there in full. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So. Now, leading into Roland Garros, uh, we had the last big warm-up tournament, and that was, of course, the Italian Open, um, a Masters 1000 on the ATP Tour, and a, uh, what do we call it on the women's women's It's a 1000. It's a 1000. They used to call it like a tier one, but I don't know what they call it now. So, okay, so 1000. For the women, uh, <laughs> there you go. It means a really big tournament that you <laughs> really want to win. Um, and uh, so let's just talk through that tournament. Some very interesting things. Uh, you want to start with the ladies or the men? I'd say let's go ahead with the ladies. Let's start off with ladies first. Ladies first, ladies say, first. All right, shout out Queen Latifah, right? Uh, so the women now, the, the one thing that I do want to say about this draw is for anybody that listened to our show last week, we said, we don't know how the rest of this draw is going to work out, (laughs) but we know Sviatek's going to (laughs) win. Simply put, that's it. We don't know know much, but we know one thing. Sviatek (laughs) is going to take this title. (laughs) And that she did without losing a set, right? 
without losing a set. And she was dropping folks off at the bakery in every <laughs> single round, Bryce. Every round. She was like, beep, beep. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey, beep, beep. beep. Yeah, they, I, they were, I mean, and, and let's see. Uh, she beat up on the bye. And then that Bruce, I don't know who she is. Yeah. Uh, and it's not the strange one, but it's the other one. Um, <laughs> and then she got up on Azarenka, said, this is not 2012. No. Uh, she wrote, Andrescu said, nice to have you back, but you still ain't ready. No. Sabalenka uh, tried to keep Ooh. the ball in the court. Um, <laughs> and then Anzabur, I know you hot right now, <laughs> but. You're not I, as hot as I, me. for you. I got yes. that ice. I got that ice. Yeah, we're going to cool you down because what? I am overheating. So there you go. And we can't have two hot girls. I'm sorry. We can't. We just can't have two hot girls. And so just know I am the hot girl. Right, right. Speak about this run that Fiatek is on. Well, I mean, it, it speaks for itself, Bryce. I mean, she is in the air, the, the rare air of your Venus, your Serena, your Justine Inna, who have, you know, been on top of the streaks since, you know, I guess it was 2000 when they started kind of, uh, kind of, well, I know they tracked it before that, but, but basically that's what, that's the air that she is in right now is if she wins the French open, I believe she either ties or will go past Venus for the longest streak um, in the two thousands. So insane, bruh. Well, I know she just tied Serena. Yes. Yes. And if she and, gets another seven, then she will, I believe, tie Venus for the wow. longest streak. Yep. Wow. My Crazy, goodness. right? Crazy. Yes. And she's the favorite. She's the overwhelming favorite for the French Open. And the funny thing is, is it's like, it's not, it won't be anything new. She's already mm-hmm. won the French Open before. Exactly. So, it, yeah. So it's not like she's going to be all surprised and all jittery if she gets to the final. She's going to be like, I won this thing already. This is this my spot. Right. <laughs> I should have won it last year, but, you know, I was, I was playing around. So Exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, impressive. And you know what? Somebody was saying recently that, you know, yeah. one of the things that's boring about women's tennis is nobody's like really dominant, you know, and well, can't say that anymore. Nope. No. I, I I guess when she saw Ash Barty get out the way, <laughs> shout out to Ludacris, um, you know, <laughs> she just, she was like, it's my world. It's you know? my world. Exactly. And she is playing just like that, Bryce. I mean, she is just like, this is my world. Y'all ain't got nothing for me. Y'all ain't got nothing for my game right now. And she is literally, I mean, like I said, she's putting up them Steffi Graf type numbers. Or when oh, yeah. Serena was just like in her dominance where she was just like, you know what? I got dinner plans. I ain't trying to play with y'all. I got to go. And right. I mean, literally, when you dr- Bryce, when you drop somebody off at the bread store, air single match, that goes. I mean, that that just speaks to how tight your game is in the present. And and if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I believe she did the same thing that year she won the French. Mm-hmm. Every she round, did. she she made somebody take a seat for just at least a set at the bakery. That's right. So bakery, yeah, bakery love Ego Sviatek because they like, ooh, we gonna make us some change today. <laughs> <laughs> know this, 
Well, I mean, crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about, you know, at least some of the other ladies that had good tournaments. Look, I, although, you know, she didn't win, uh, I, I mm-hmm. do think Andrescu, I mean, that was a good, for her to make it to the quarterfinals. Yes. And then to lose her, I mean, it's no shame these days in losing to Sviatek. Um Well, and gave her the toughest test. I mean, if you mm-hmm. think about it, because she got her to a tie break. And let's be very honest with you, Bryce. There was a very, I, I would say, controversial call that was made. Now, Andrescu was wrong, but, <laughs> but it was still controversial nonetheless. Eva, uh, Eva hit a ball in the tie break. And it was a winner. It was simply a winner. And the person, I think, called it out. But there was no way Andrescu was going to get that ball back in court. And so they called it out. The chair umpire came down and said, nope, this ball is in and gave Uh the point to Iga. And Andrescu was like, well, no, don't we replay the point? She was like, no, because you you (laughs) weren't going to get it back. (laughs) And again, we know that that is, you know, that's line. That's the uh, chair umpire's discretion. Uh But. At that point in time, Andrescu, that got under her skin. And I think because of that, she allowed that to really mess with her com- competitiveness. And that's why she got got that uh, got that uh, bagel in that second set um, <laughs> is because she couldn't get a mind right. Because, I mean, mind you, when you battle in Iga and she's, like I said, doing big things, you have to be on your game 100%. And if your mental falters just that little bit, which I feel like happened to Andrescu, that un- ends up, unfortunately, being the result. But she played her very, very tightly. It was a good match. So, like you said, kudos to Andrescu. Good showing. Yeah, yeah. So, she's making her way back. Uh, I still don't understand who rattled Anna Samova's cage and woke her up. Because <laughs> she continues to, I mean, over Benchich, over Danielle Collins, and mm-hmm. took Sabalenka to, to three sets. Yeah, yeah. Listen, and I know that you and I have always kind of, we've been a sort of a different page as it relates to Anna Samova. Anna Samova was a a really strong junior. And coming out, Uh she was always kind of under Coco's, you know, shadow, if you will. But the Uh girl can play some tennis. She can play some tennis. She She can hit the ball. And I feel like, I've always kind of felt like when her father passed away, it really, really, really impacted her, and it was it 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 pushed her back several steps, in my opinion. And I think it's taken her a lot of time to be able to get through that, get over that, and get her mind refocused on tennis and what she wants out of it after everything that has happened. And I I really feel like she's playing to the level that I at least expected of her coming out of the juniors. That that girl can play some tennis. I mean, oh, she, she can, can hit the ball. Yeah, she, she can hit can. the ball. Djokovic can play too, but uh, <laughs> so you know, uh, it was good to see Sabalenka though. Yes, back to semi because she hadn't been getting out of the first couple of rounds of tournament. Right. right. Yeah. She and 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 unfortunately for her, she just could not. You know, she she couldn't withstand what Ega was bringing because Ega brings that same level of power, but she keeps it in the court. <laughs> <laughs> And like I said, but like you said, bro, good for Big Sab for making it to the semis, because like I said, she's been all over the map this season. So I feel like that was a really, really good result on her part. You know who keeps my head twisted? Come on now. Is this Jill Titan? 
Because when, <laughs> when, when you're thinking about it, she can't, she can't win a match. No. But if you kind of take your eye off her for a second. <laughs> then here, then here she come. Exactly. I mean, I mean, taking out Perlini and we just call her Puskova now. Um, <laughs> Rabakina. Uh-huh. I mean, and, and honestly, a really did strong battle with Kasakina. Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Jill Tackman, we've seen her. She's got game, man. She's mm-hmm. got really a real nice lefty game, but she's just not, she has not developed that level of consistency that we would expect from her. But the girl can play some tennis, though. I, I, she definitely can play some tennis. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of consistency, what's going on with our girl Bedosa? Yeah, yeah. I she she's she's you know I mean she did make it through to to you know the third round. Kazakina is tricky though. Kazakina is is one of the players that she just real real tricky and and I feel like you know unless you Iga Sviatek you're gonna have problems with a Kazakina. And I think that's uh-huh. Bazosa has just been a little bit off of late. I think, you know, coming off of Indian Wells where she was kind of defending her title and she didn't get to, do, you know, defend. Now she's on clay, which I don't feel is her best surface. I feel it's a good surface for her, but definitely uh-huh. not her best. Um, right. I just feel like she's, you know, she's taking some some L's. Um, I don't know that that's really going to be a big, you know, confidence hit for her because you know uh-huh. she she she's she's you know we know how great um Bedosa is so i feel like she's just kind of getting finding her way and and she, i feel like her results of the french will be decent i don't feel like she's going to do anything spectacular i don't predict her to win it but you know she'll be all right and and then once she gets off clay and who knows i i feel like she may end up having a good grass court season and getting back into hardcore but yeah right now it's eh, it's just eh. right right yeah. Well, who has been the 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 model of consistency lately is Jabur. Yes. I, and man, come on. She's winning. I mean, she's winning big matches. And and I I mean, after taking that breadstick from Sakari and like being like, oh wait a minute, this is you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let me readjust. And, right, let me readjust. Hold and, on. Um, you know, and then the win over, the strong win over Kasakina. I mean, granted, I mean, she fell to the same, you know, ultimate uh, finale that uh, everyone else does to Sriatek. But she, I mean, she's looking really good. She, I, You'd have to put her as a strong contender to be a finalist or a semifinalist. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're going based on form, I mean, she, like I said, she was going into the final as one of the two hot girls. And mind mm-hmm. you, Iga's light was just a bit, a bit brighter. Um, <laughs> right. But that's still, like you said, doesn't take away from the outstanding results that she's gotten over the last few weeks here. So she definitely should be confident. She should definitely go very far at the French Open. Um, so, yeah, all, all kudos to, to Ange Jabour. She is really showing up and showing out. I like it. Now, you know the one thing that this whole Sviatek um, rebirth or, or, or awakening, if you will, um, the thing that I'm missing from this now is now I feel like I want to see her play Barty. Me too. Me too. You know, because I, I still feel as though Barty would have figured out how to play her. It would have mm-hmm. been tough 
but I feel like Marty would have figured something out and, and uh, yeah, it would have been competitive. It, yeah. Yep. I, I so agree with you, bro. So, um, so yeah, so shout out to you, Iga, you are doing the damn thing and we are excited to watch it. And like you said, I think when the listeners hear us do our preview show, we'll tell you already. I mean, this is who we're going to be picking. Pretty much. (laughs) Sorry, y'all. I mean, I wish there was somebody else that, no, I don't even care how the draw is formulated. Ego will be my pick on the women's side. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, all right, well, let's move on over to the men's tournament, which, like like we said, the draw was basically a cut and paste from (laughs) the Madrid (laughs) minus Alcaraz. Right, which was Uh, a big, a huge difference. A a huge difference. But um, let's let's go ahead and and start with the top. I mean, Mr. Djokovic. uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, he, he he did what Djokovic does, right? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's it. I mean, you know, he he. I think his whole thing was, let me remind y'all, <laughs> <laughs> you know, let me remind you who I am. And when he saw Nadal wasn't up in there, or, or or was you know had to get out because of the foot, he was like, and, and Alcaraz ain't nowhere to be found. Ain't nobody <laughs> trying to be scared, and nobody else in this draw. And right. and he did Djokovic things. He he reestablished himself. He gained his confidence, and and he just he just put a whooping on some folks. I mean he he's he's. He, I mean we already talked about how he he was gonna smack up Karatsev because we knew that was Lord just gonna happen. Gave him oh. that gave gave him that whole biscuit, and then here come Vavrinka, and he was like, "No, <laughs> sir, you still on the comeback? Let me give you a cup of whole biscuits and and, and scoot, <laughs> scoot you on your way." And then I, but you, okay, now here is what I'm gonna tell you though. Okay. That match with Felix, mm-hmm. that was a good match. That was it a was. good, good match, and it was a good showing from Felix. I ain't mad at Felix with that match, to be very honest with you. Yes, he did lose, but he battled. And I felt like he played some really, really good tennis against Djokovic in that match. And and there were just a couple places here and there that if he had gotten that to a third set. Djokovic probably we still would have won, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I tell you what, I, I just feel like Felix played a really, really good match. And he, to me, has nothing to be, you know, um, um, let down about um, from losing that match. I really feel like he played extremely well. A couple of tweaks here and there, but he competed well. And that's what I like to see. I, I You know, he didn't just get smacked up and, and set to the side like most of the folks Djokovic was doing, he really, really battled out there and played, to me, a very competitive match. What were your th- did you, Did you get a chance to check that out, and what were your thoughts? I, yeah, I saw parts of it, and I was going to say, it was the toughest match that Djokovic played yep. uh, during the week. Look, I think we're starting to see some real consistency out of FAA that is as a result of the Tony Nadal factor. Yes. And uh, and we we've always said it would, it would take time. I mean, Tony joining the camp wasn't going to make FAA a different player like in the first couple of months. Right. But um, we're seeing a different player now and one that for me, at least, starts to look a little bit like the promise that we thought we were going to see from him. So absolutely. That was that was a good one. Now, but let's 
let's let's talk about this other guy, uh, Mr. Nadal. So we were really kind of yeah. thinking like some things might happen here, especially with Alcaraz out. But what happened? You know, it was something that we you know, have always heard about and knew about, but didn't know how extensive it was. And that's that foot. Mm -hmm. Um, Nadal's foot just is not healthy. Um, It's, it, you know, it is an injury. Like he said, he's like, I am someone who is simply, you know, dealing with an injury and, and it's ongoing. Some days it's better than others. And it really showed itself um, in this tournament and especially in that match against Chapo, um, you know, because he was he was smacking him up. I mean, he was he was on him, gave him that breadstick, dropped him off the bakery. And then that second set is where you could really see him, you know, being very gentle as it relates to the foot and not wanting to stop, at, you know, hard. And, and you could see him grimace. And it's like, oh, man. So right. that is not a good sign, brother, at all for 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 our boy Nadal, because you know, he's going into the French. You only have a week. I, I just don't know if he's able to because, again, it's not like it's something that can be 100 percent healed. It is an injury that he has to deal with. So right. I don't know if there's enough time between, you know, what transpired and the start of the French that he's going to be able to get that foot healthy to be able to play best three out of five against the majority of the people. He won't have any problems, but against the top the top guys yeah that's 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 gonna be a a tough a a tough ask um and and it just made me sad when i saw it because you know you know we we're we're hoping for him to show up and and show out and and hopefully get number 14 but i based on what i saw and don't get me wrong is we'll have to see the draw but, you know, because I, I voted against Nadal one year and, and I was dumb for doing that. So for me, I'm still not 100 percent sure if I'm going to be casting my vote for somebody else. But he's definitely not looking 100 percent, Bryce. What, what, were you, what are your thoughts on what you saw and, and, and go, just going into Roland Garros? Well, it made me change the way I feel about the, the Roland Garros draw. Mm. Now I want Nadal on the opposite side of the draw from Djokovic. Yeah. And I need Alcaraz on Djokovic's side. Right. Right. Because if Rafa somehow is able to make it to the finals and that 13 and 0 streak is going to be broken, mm-hmm. I would want it to be broken with Alcaraz. I agree with that. Yep. Uh, not with hardly anybody else, even though there's a lot of people I could be okay with over others. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would if if that if his first loss is the emergence of Alcaraz's first title. Yeah, I'm good, I'm good with, with that. that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly in concert, I'm good with that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that's the, that's what the change meant, you know, to me, and it's just sad because you know, and you, I mean, you could take a lot of players who, I mean, at least Nadal has, you know. Goat type numbers, even if he stopped playing today. You know, we look at, you know, somebody else who we know is retiring after the French Sangha. I just feel like he never reached his potential due to injuries, right? Correct. So so I think Nadal made a comment like that like, look, if I don't play another match, I am so proud of everything that I have done. Um, You know, I'm good, but it's, you know, 
Roger with the knees, Nadal with the foot, Djokovic with the mind. I mean, it's just <laughs> everybody got their issues right everybody now. Everybody got their issues. That's right. You bro. know, <laughs> so now taking it to the bottom. Well, well, no, before we get to the bottom half of the draw. So, yeah, who we thought if Nadal didn't make it, would make it to the semifinals on that side did. Ruth. Yes. Yes. But I think Djokovic showed that, look, Rude, I know you like really, really good on clay. <laughs> you are really, really good. Really, really good. But I'm great on clay. Yeah. And that's the difference. You're really good. I'm great. And I'm one of the greatest. So you don't have to step out the way. And that's what he told him. And and that's what he made it look like. It, it, he really made it look very routine. And Casper's backhand is, to me, a it's a liability. It's too mm-hmm. spinny. He needs to be able to have some pace and flatten it out, and he's unable to do that. And if you are trying to battle with Djokovic, who has one of the best backhands, no, right. sir. No, sir. No. Right. He right. made him look routine. <laughs> he really did. I was just like, dang, Casper. <laughs> 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 I mean, at least he didn't get dropped off at the bakery, but he still. Yeah, so I guess that is a positive. All right. So, bottom half of the draw. Uh, You know, were you surprised that Rublev went out to Krajinovic? I was. (laughs) (laughs) But but then again, like I said, Rublev has had mixed results on clay. I I don't, in my eyes, he is not a clay court player. This is just not the surface for him. He likes to hit the ball hard and flat. And he, to me, is a hard court, even potentially a grass court uh, player, even though I'm not sure how his results are on grass. But I definitely don't see him as a clay quarter, in, in all honesty. So with Krajinovic taking him out, it was like, it, and I guess the manner in which he did it, because he did give him a hoe biscuit. So it's like, ooh, right. you know, it's like, you better than that now. You at least need to get right. to a tiebreaker if you're going to lose. Um, right. So that was surprising. Yes, yes. Well, <laughs> Well, and that opened up that lane for center to come mm-hmm. on through, who right. still, I'm just sorry, I got to put it out there. He is the most boring player for me to watch. <laughs> I just do not get hyped at all. I mean, I don't care who let the dogs out when he plays. I mean, it's just, he's not, I mean, he, he's, he's not, and, he, and don't get me wrong, I know he's good. Yeah, he's not, good, but I, I get it. it. It's just like, uh uh so anyway yeah i'm 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 on board with you on that one and i and it's unfortunate but it's the truth his game is boring he just hits hard and flat and he does it very well but that to me is all he does and that he has no variety in his game and i you know and i and again i'm still just very because again i see him trying to do all this, you know, emotion and pumping your fist. And it still takes me back to when he played Francis mm-hmm. and how he was just so, you know, just, just, you know, putting it out there like, Ooh, that's not professional. And you ain't got to do all that. And now you doing it to me, that's very two faced. And it's just hard for me to get past that. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, maybe I will, but at this point I'm not. So yeah, no. I'm, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> no. It's like, yeah, if he's playing, it's like, all right, who he playing? And that'll determine whether or not I get to I watch that match. That is the exact same situation for me. <laughs> now, the, the the person that the, the commentators have been all over 
for Clay season has been CeCe Pops. Yes. And he came through a pretty tough section of the draw. I mean, Dimitrov, Hatchinov, mm-hmm. center. And, I mean, we knew, we we thought, that, I mean, we kind of called it, right? Yeah, we thought yeah. it was going to be a rematch of last week, CeCe yep. Pops versus Zerv. Uh, and we felt like Cece Pops was going to make it through this time. Correct. And, and, and he did. And someone else that also apparently listens to our podcast is Jim Courier because he said the exact same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out, Jim. I know you listening anyway. Um, (laughs) but yes, we were talking about, Hey, we don't see anyone stopping that rematch and that didn't happen. And again, how we predicted, and it, it was what we said, Bryce. Because this surface is more likened to Roland Garros, it to me plays into Stefanos's game a lot better than Zverev's. It's slower. He has time that he can he can get on that backhand, and he can't uh, and Zverev can't push him around quite as much. And because of that, he can use his creativity, and I think he did just that. Again, another tough match. They always seem to go three sets, but he ended up pulling it out. Well, I tell you what. Djokovic in that final wanted to make sure that CeCe Pass understood it wasn't no fluke what happened at the French Open last year. It wasn't no fluke. It wasn't no fluke, bro. And we're going to start off this match <laughs> with this bagel for you, you know? Right. Or, that, or baguette or whatever you want to call it over there. And, uh, <laughs> it was Italy. So what in Italy they had? I, breadstick, I guess. But no, yeah. that would have been a even get that so um <laughs> so he got that bagel over there and at least cc pops battled in the second set to get get into a tiebreaker but yeah. well but cc pops was up a break and once again djokovic was like you not ready and yep. he got that break back and ended up pushing it into a tie break and he ended up taking it so that to me was very disappointing that CeCe Paz was up that break in the second set and couldn't hold on to it. That speaks volumes, and and it's unfortunate it speaks volumes in the way that it does, because they were talking about this on the Tennis Channel, and I 100% agreed. Um, Once again, shout out Jim Courier and Andy Roddick. Um, Basically, they were saying that it's a shame that you got someone like Stefanos who is so accomplished on the clay and has gotten such good results in this clay court season, yet and still he's likely going to be the fourth as it relates to the odds going in as, as it relates to the championships because Nadal, Djokovic, and Carlos Alcaraz will likely all be, you know, the odds makers favorite over him. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, and it Uh, speaks to his mental. He just, to me, still has not gotten over that hump like a Medvedev has, in in as it relates to the big three, and like and like Alcaraz, he's like, I'm not scared of you. I I I I got this, and I feel like Stefanos continues to unfortunately collapse in those really really, you know, tense moments, if you will, similar to Sakari. And you know what? Speaking of what you just said, which is a big surprise to me. Uh, maybe I just hadn't been keeping up with the news, but did but I thought Medvedev wasn't going to be back until like the grass court. Well, not really even grass since Wimbledon ain't going to let him play. But <laughs> right. you know, you know he he over there playing in, in, in what is it Geneva or whatever. Yeah, he, I like, think he's playing that Geneva. Yep. He said he feels great. 
Yeah. So he's going to be at the French Open. I did not think Medvedev was playing the French. Yeah, neither did I, actually. But, yeah, he ca- he stepped out there and was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm feeling all right, so I might as well get on out there and, and, and see what's up. And, and and good for him. I mean, you know, get you some matches. Get You know, I, I don't think he's going into it with any major expectations. Neither should we. I don't think he should be considered. Because Clay, even if he is 100% and had been playing, he still wouldn't be considered one of the favorites. No. Because um, no, it's just not his surface. But at the same time, you know, hey, get you some reps and get yourself ready for, you know, the tournaments that are coming up or or the summer hardcore, you know? I, I, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I'm sorry, I didn't mean to take us off of the tournament. But when you oh, no, you're Medvedev, good. When you mentioned Medvedev, it made me think, you know, uh, that, wow, he's actually going to be in the mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But back to Djokovic. So he gets him another master series. And so he he. Um, adds to his lead over Nadal. He has 38, and I think Nadal is 36 now. Right. And uh, so we know how Djokovic loves it, his records. And oh, so yeah. he is, uh, that's another one for him. But, uh, you know, yeah, this this felt like kind of, you know, I, I know Novak is very happy with this going into the French now. His confidence will be much higher uh, mm-hmm. because as We've been joking uh, with our good friend Linnell. You know, he hadn't beaten like really anybody this year. Right. Exactly. And, so for uh, him to yeah step out there and get a master series, that's that's impressive. It yeah. does a lot for your confidence. Does a lot, and not only for his confidence. Shout out to Metich and Pavich. What? For, uh, <laughs> what? Who are those names? Where you been, fellas? I Where know. You been? Hey, <laughs> and you know they they took out um, uh, Isner and um, a Schwartzman, yes. uh, so they understood the assignment. Um, <laughs> that was a you know good win for them because I think it was like twelve ten or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, it was a really good final. They played they played some tennis and it was back and forth in that tie break. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, man, they they figured out how to win, which I'm I'm proud. I was like, Met, Met Tixon, Pavich, where you know, come on, fellas, y'all used to do this yeah. on the regular. Y'all You're lost right. that. You lost that love and feeling. Feeling. All right, everyone. Right. But yeah, so shout out to them. So that was a good Italian. Oh, yes. And while we're talking about folks. And, you know, being at the French Open, I can't remember if we talked about it last week or not, but uh, Berrettini did officially pull out. Ah, gotcha. Of the French Open. So, you know, I uh, got the last laugh, I guess. Yeah, apparently, because, yeah, I don't know what that happened to the boy, but he is he injured? What did he hurt? Or what did someone hurt of his? Yeah, I think it was something <laughs> his hand or his wrist. So, oh, okay. I, you know, I don't remember nothing happening on the court, but no, know. I ain't going to be messy, but I have thoughts. <laughs> 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 Never mind. Never mind, y'all. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think of an action and hearing the words, boy, look, and it's, you know, right. Oh, man. You know, keep it moving over that. So. <laughs> There's some tournaments going on this week, like you said, Geneva, and I can't even remember what the other ones like are. Stras- Strasbourg, and yeah, they got a bunch. They got four of them: two on the ladies' side, two on the men's. Lion and Morocco, uh, the, uh, the four. 
Yeah, it's basically the people that know they ain't got no chance of winning Roland Garros. And Pretty much. Or they just ain't got no rhythm. Because, you know, because funny enough, they've got names, but it's 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 weird. Like I said, that these people that are are this kind of out of form that they would play the week before Grand Slam. You got like a Muguruza, Pliskova. Uh, you've got, you know, again, we talked about Medvedev being out there. You got Guillermo Fisas playing in the tournament. So actually some good good folks playing. So, folks, if you get a chance. I, you know, I, I would watch, actually watch it. Watch yeah. it, yeah. Watch the non-contenders, yeah. Exactly. Because um, <laughs> I think I saw um, um, team got smacked up again today. Yeah. Uh, it's like people are getting revenge from when he used to <laughs> get up he on got, them. He ain't got that way to shot, man. And he <laughs> lost it. He lost it. And they like, ooh, your ball ain't pushed me back like it was before. Oh, bring it. Bring right. it, son. Right, we dealing with Alcaraz now. This <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, well, Isaac. Um, so we won't. So next Monday, we right. won't be recording a show. We're gonna try. To, we're gonna. We're trying to figure out what day the draw comes out, so yes. that we can record our preview show before I get on my plane to head over there to Paris. Yep. Uh, yep. So we're gonna try to get that out to you. But like Isaac was saying in the beginning of the call, uh, you know, along with myself, our producer and the first lady of Brothers on Tennis, you know, we're going to try to bring you a lot of content from over there. Um, and, it, you know, a lot of tennis content, a lot of food content, yes. uh, a lot, maybe a little fashion stuff, you know, just whatever's going on over there, because I don't know about all of you. But I personally have never been to Paris before, so this will be a new adventure. Uh, I'm still, you know, in my Babel app trying to, you know, <laughs> bonjour and mercy. Come on, Ooh, come on, come on. and, you know. Wee wee. Wee wee. No. <laughs> you know, they gonna, look, somebody going to come in and be like, boy, just stop trying. I got <laughs> Just stop. you know oh man no you keep on doing you brother you do you we are all going to be living vicariously through all three of you and it should be an exciting exciting time all right so um any final words you've got before we uh we sign off for the night yeah, no. Again, if you were at the French, check out Bryce, check out CJ, check out First Lady Marsha. Yes. And, uh, yes, we, uh, you know, and, and we just going to keep it moving. We're going to have fun. Enjoy this Grand Slam and um, merch. I always want to make sure we throw a little little plug out for the merch. If you have not gotten some Brothers on Tennis merchandise, please, please go to our website. There is a shop page. Click on that and it will take you to all the wondrous uh, materials and things that we have. And by the way, y'all are going <laughs> to see some gear uh, coming up here from the brothers over in France. Y'all ain't ready. Y'all not going to be ready. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say. So be on the lookout for the gear that brother Bryce and brother CJ is going to be wearing because it's going to be popping. And I'm going to leave it there. Bryce, back to you, brother. <laughs> well, uh, now the pressure's on, you know. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, I'm I 
good job, Isaac. I'm I'm really excited about some of these new pieces, and uh, you know we'll we'll be supporting them over there in Paris. So, well, we're gonna go ahead and bounce now. But look, um, you know, at the end of this week, start of this weekend for our preview show for Roland Garros, and uh, make sure you check it out. So, on behalf of the podcast, this has been your boy Bryce, and this is your boy Isaac, and we are brothers on tennis. Everyone, be well.